surprise podcast. You weren't going to get rid of us that easy. Match day 15, Atletico Ottawa 1, Valor FC 1. Two draws in a row. If you're not going to win, then don't lose. Let's get into this. ATO After the Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I am Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan. Normally on Tuesdays when half the team doesn't get COVID, but all season long, giving you reactions, analysis, and hot takes. Patrick, how are you doing? Uh, I am doing well. Um, I mean, you can tell from my voice that I spent some time at the dub uh, on Wednesday, which was great. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, doing well, man. Um, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, I think myself and everyone around the ATO sphere is a little disappointed that we didn't pull out of three points. Yeah. But we'll cover that on this episode. So (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Overall thoughts. I mean, like like we said, we're a little just it's. It's it's those tur- turning those one point pointers into three pointers is is what champions are made of, right? You know, the, to be able to grind out a win in, in a situation like that. And I mean, there's a reason why we're in third and second and third and not in first. I mean, obviously we're we're a lot better than we were last season, and it's positive. But mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 the little things, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think um, you know, I think the team honestly played really well. Um, it was the first matchup we've played against Valor at home since the game that shall not be named. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, I mean, and Valor, Valor is resurgent, man. Like for a while, they were struggling. I think a little bit in the in the table, and now they're they're back in form. So it had all the hallmarks going in of a great matchup between yeah. two teams that are fairly strong. Um, Weren't they like three wins on the spin before? Wednesday? Yeah, they they were, they were un, like un, and then now they posted that whole like, oh, we're undefeated in four games after yeah. after tying us. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean it, that's like you said, that's good. Like they're they're on the on the rise. They're on the upswing, that's for sure. Yeah. So they're not going to make it easy for us. I mean, we're still going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to make it easy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's a match filled with obvious blunders. I think from everybody, yeah. both teams kind of floundered with a clear cut with with clear cut chances. Yeah. There were mistakes I think made on both sides. Um, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit, but the referee. You know, ran the game like an under eleven house league, but game. But uh, I mean, I don't think the result was shocking after after sitting through ninety minutes of football and seeing how both teams were playing. Um, rescheduled game, little notice, threw a big old industrial size wrench into whatever plans both coaches had. I think so. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like uh, they say. Obviously, people will talk about you know certain games like oh they had more rest than we did da, 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 da. like you know it's a double edged sword man if you're ready if you're if you're doing your training your your uh, scheduling your training around a game on Sunday and all of a sudden you find out you're not going to be able to play until Wednesday and also you don't know if your whole lineup is going to be available for it. it it's not really an advantage yeah and I mean if we're talking about that too like both of both teams Atletico and Valor both got fucked by the schedule because we play on Sunday and they play tomorrow <laughs> so <laughs> so thanks to thanks Canada yeah. Premier League for that <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's you gotta there, there had to have been like no other solutions yeah, otherwise easy. there's no way we would have played then anyone who, who watched the game who saw the gridiron lines on the uh, field know that yeah. just there was nothing uh nothing ideal about that situation no there wasn't um and i mean like i know a lot of people kind of complained after the fact about the grid lines 
Um, and I know it was something that the league straight up talked about that how they weren't going to make it happen or, or whatever. OSEG was going to make sure it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I don't know. We even had like Drew Becky came on Instagram. I don't know if anybody saw the post um, and said, you know, let's leave the field situation. Uh, we don't like it either, either, but it is what it is. Trying to grow the game and people nitpick every aspect of it, um, yeah. which I think is a fair statement from a player. I mean, I don't think that they did it intentionally, but obviously CFL, like the Red Blacks had a game the day after. So it was kind yeah. of like, uh, you know, what do we do? Do And the thing is that the Red Blacks are an actual OSEG team. So they are going to, you know, they're going to take first priority with, with the field. It's just the way it is. And I mean, you know what? yeah. It's it's also literally an impossible situation. They wouldn't have been able to have the lines on the field in time for them if they didn't have them on the day before. And yeah. I mean, but I mean, if we're if we're deciding who we should give priority to, I mean, we're second in the table, and and the Red Blacks are zero and five, so zero <laughs> <laughs> and six now after last night. Zero six, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're so respect right. us, respect us yeah, more. No, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I think the fact that it's been what we're in the the, the fourth year of the of this league, and that's uh, yeah. the second the second time there's been a game with gridiron lines on mm. the field. I think we're doing all right. Yeah, you know, overall, our overall. neighbors to the south play in fucking baseball diamonds. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so for the game, I mean, Cargo uh, obviously went with a little bit of a different lineup because we had some players suffering from COVID symptoms, um, and also I think that he. Shook things up a little bit just because now instead of having a game a week later, we have a game, you know, four days later, three days later. Yeah. Um, so we started Niba, Wa, and Bau, which was good to see. I mean, I, I like seeing Wa out there for another chance. Um, yeah. I liked seeing Niba back in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, but having Bau and Wa out there, I think, is good for us because obviously we need to start racking up some minutes. I think we racked up, I think, 112 a good, like a good, I mean, yeah. a, a good amount. We need, we needed before yesterday. We needed to average like ninety nine a game yes. for the rest of the season to reach it, and we got more than that. So yeah, as long as we keep doing that, as long as we keep doing that, then like obviously we're going to talk more about this in the mailbag because everybody asked. <laughs> All right, well, well, we'll we'll put a pin in it and circle back as yeah, we say yeah, in you know the corporate yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, other than that, like holy fuck, that penalty kick. Call at ten minutes. Ugh. Oh boy, PTSD from last season. Straight up, like, straight what up on Earth. I don't, I don't know. Um, and it's funny because, like, I think Dujic, like, you could see him after the call was made. He like looked at his linesman and then watched the replay on the jumbotron, and he looked like he had realized he made a mistake. He was like, ah, "Oh yeah, shit. for sure." <laughs> the thing is, you make a call. Like I was watching it. He he when he blew the whistle, everyone was surprised because nobody on the pitch had any complaints about no. what happened and normally if someone's even a fraction close to being a handball everyone's going to be losing their shit because they want the pen but no one said anything yeah exactly and i, I think it honestly just happened to be a weird angle maybe that he saw it from but like nebo yeah. went out, along with the valor player the ball get, got popped in the air nebo put his arm up at the same time i mean it was pretty clear for the tv and those of us in the dub because like we we're relatively close to it because um, yeah. they're attacking that end um i mean i think it was a combination of the sight line neva's movement um i mean it's kind of a punch in the gut for the league because it's or especially for the team because it to me it just reinforces like either we have to bring in var or the refs have to rely on their linesmen a little bit more to see that kind of stuff because i guarantee you that if Dujic had went over and talked to his linesman on that side of the field he would have been like mm, yeah i didn't really see it like blah blah but of course by the time he called the pk it was too late well that's um, just it right you blow the whistle you point to the spot you can't really with without you know a video review you can't really pull that back no so. exactly so it's just frustrating because it's like you know we're going right back to referees dictating the pace and outcome of games which makes the league look like dog shit so like yeah. 
Get away from that. We need to get away from that. <laughs> it was um, yeah. No, it was it was it was the wrong call, and you know they scored the pen, and it was we 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 did we responded in kind though. I we mean, we was, did, it was, and it was, ours it was very just justice to get that. It uh, was that it was, and I mean our uh, on our end, like the PK they called against Jean Baptiste for the for the yeah. handball. Um, was pretty clearly a handball. So, like, yeah. it was nice of them to give them that, but, like, at the same time, it did have that kind of feel of, like, oh, shit, well, better give the other team one just to even it out. <laughs> it was it was a weird one because, like, I, I would expect better from him as, you know, one of the better defenders in the league, and he did, he had his arm to his side mo- for, for almost the whole sequence, mm-hmm. but then stuck it out at the last second behind, out and behind him, and that was when the ball hit it. And so, I mean, it was a clear pen. It wasn't the arm that was... Um, keeping him up off the ground so mm-hmm. it wasn't like free from uh, criticism but yeah it was I was man like why you, you had it tucked in and then, and then you stuck it out for well time. and I have to give a shout out to Zach Waugh for like recognizing that and immediately putting his oh, hand up so yep. like good for a young player to see that and be like oh yeah I mean it's one thing for like you to just try and get a call but I think he, he got a pretty clear shot of it and I think yeah. a lot of it had to do with, with him his reaction and then Dujic looking at him and be like oh so for sure and that that whole sequence was part of like was um, like pretty good performance in that game too. Uh, yeah, at least like yeah. you know, exceeded my expectations. Yeah, anyways. yeah, we'll definitely talk about him a little bit later. But yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. key so stats. Key stats. Let's, yeah, let's uh, talk about those. Okay, so shots, man. Yeah, um, I mean it was close on shots. Uh, 15, 15, 10, I think uh, for yeah. us over Valor. Um, we had five on target though, which is honestly to me a nice improvement. That's thirty three percent repeating on on target, which is generally <laughs> of course yeah, which is generally a decent uh, on target percentage for that amount yep. of shots, especially mm-hmm. um, seven outside the box, eight in, or sorry, seven inside the box, eight outside the box. So it's a nice yeah. even split. We talked about it last yep. week. We're starting to shoot more from inside the box, which is mm-hmm. good. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I think that. The team is obviously making some improvements on actually striking the ball. Do mm-hmm. we want to see them strike it more? Yes, because <laughs> there was definitely, I think, <laughs> some frustrating moments out there on the field where everyone's watching. They're like, why haven't they shot at the net yet? And they were just yes. like, passing it around a bit. So It's like uh, they're playing football manager and they have worked the ball inside the box checked. And it's like, man, sometimes, sometimes you just <laughs> yeah, got exactly. to fucking let the cannon off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, we had half our, sh- half our shots were blocked, which... Which, yeah. which sucks, but again, you know, when you're playing against a defense that, like, I mean, I have to give it to Valor's defense. They did play a relatively good game. They did. Um, they did. I mean, they they, did, they just have a good defense. They do, it was, yeah. And it, I, it was it was really a game between two good defenses and two, you know, kind of lackluster um, offenses. offenses. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I think overall, if we're going to look at the game on a whole, like, our offense, I would suggest, and this isn't coming from me as, like, a diehard ATO fan, but I think the ATO, ATO's offense was better than mm. Valor's offense overall yeah. um, because you know you look at the, the chances created by Tabla and you know Howarth when they brought him on and Ollie Bass in the middle um, and even more Grega you know had some had some good moments as well so yeah I, I like to see that uh, passing accuracy was way up we were, mm. we're finally we're here I talked about it the last two weeks yep. we're over 80% <laughs> we were 84% 306 passes <clears throat> so I like to see it. It's nice to, to, to not watch a bunch of like dump and chase or interceptions. Yeah. Um, and they seemed settled and composed from the opening whistle, which is, mm-hmm. I like to see that more than some of the games we've played where, yes, we may have won the game, but like it was a nail biter for the first 45 or 60 minutes. Yeah. Um, this was a lot more of a settled kind of strategic game played by 
Carlos and, and the boys, I think. Well, an 84% accuracy with with less than 50% of the possession is mm-hmm. that's what that you want to see that. You want to see that because no, I, I always used to blame the bad accuracy on like having less of the possession <laughs> because we were always playing counterattacking. But yeah. like you know, it's it's nice to not have most of the ball, but be composed when you do have it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you talked about it a second ago. Let's let's dive into the old little defense a little bit. The defensive, <clears throat> the stats, defensive Jesus. stats. So uh, Ottawa had more tackles, sixteen. We won seventy percent of them. Valor had eleven. They won fifty-two percent of them because mm-hmm. they suck. Uh, we won more duels 56 48 we had 15 clearances i mean i think the clearances every game we we hit double digits or or you know high numbers on clearances and i think it's just a testament to the fact that we just have we have the best defense in the league even without becky and i know we talked about stats and wins and ties and stuff with and without becky but uh, Mm -hmm. i think that having neba back in the lineup gives us a little bit more breathing room in that defensive line where we can have a strong defender that may or may not have, the, I mean, the same leader. He definitely doesn't because, you know, Drew Becky to me is a true uh, captain on the pitch. But, you know, we had Miguel Acosta wearing the, wearing the band, and I think he did an excellent job. And the proof's in the pudding. I mean, look at the, the score, look at the stats. Um, would I have loved to see a win? Yeah, but do I think the def- it's the defense's fault? Hell no, it's not. <laughs> Our defense played a perfect <laughs> exactly. game, again, in my opinion. So. No, ex- exactly. They they con- they conceded one goal, which was a pen, which was a, the wrong call. So, I mean, they really didn't do anything wrong. They hardly put a foot wrong. I mean, the, the amount of times that, we'll, that they'll get an attacker off the ball by just, like, ushering him the wrong mm-hmm. way and, without having to tackle is... Is, is just it's fantastic yeah, yeah it is really good um i mean that being said i think we need to work on crosses <laughs> after watching that game uh we had two accurate crosses uh which is 14 percent. so yeah. that's uh not, uh, not, not great not well great. i mean that 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 stat and the the high amount of block shot stats mm. just shows you know how uh how good valor's defense was yeah for sure for sure um i do think that on some of the plays i mean you probably saw it too it was a little a little messy when we were trying to trying to get across or a corner or whatever. Um, yeah. not, it wasn't like bad. It was just it seemed a little rushed for yeah. part of the game. So um, yeah, we I don't think we had like a really good dangerous cross until uh, the very the yeah very the last, last ten that, minutes uh, that yeah. Shaw missed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not that we're trying to rub it in, Malcolm, but <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was a really good cross, and I can't really think of any other ones in the game other than that one. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Um, there's a couple of decent corners, honestly, um, from from us. But yeah, you're right. None of them were really threatening, which kind of sucks. Yeah. So maybe that's something we can work on. But again, part of that, the the X factor in those stats is definitely what team we're playing and how good their defense is. So yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So um, standout players, who do who do you like? I mean, oh, it's going to be like the same. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just cut in the audio from last week. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Valor Tabla. We got to yeah. talk about him. Uh, he's got to figure it out, man. Uh, even though like he, he probably would have scored and he handed the ball off to... like During that last play, when he passed the ball to Shaw and Shaw whiffed on it, mm-hmm. I honestly think if he had just taken the turn and shot, he probably would have scored. No oh, problem. However, to me, that shows Valor Tabla's sight lines to see Malcolm Shaw behind him. Mm-hmm. But also just his teamwork. Like we talked about this early in the season, where Mal- where Bellu Tablo was kind of a, a selfish one man show, which was 
good, I guess, if you need that on your team. But yeah. we weren't playing that game. And now that he has hit his stride with our strategy and our formation, yep. like, man, his footwork is just it's ridiculous. Stupid, it's stupid. And, now, and like we, you know, it always was. But I mean, like you're saying, now that he's like clicking, basically clicked with everybody now, mm-hmm. it's just, it's even more. And, we, and the, fact, the fact that we still have half the season to go. Yeah. Yeah, it's only getting better. Every game I watch him, he gets better and better, which is great to see. Um, I mean, he and he didn't give up any weak fouls, which was, you know, for a few games in a row, he was kind of flopping all over the place. But to watch him, you know, be challenged by someone that might be bigger than him or whatever um, and still stay on the ball or if he loses it to try and get it back, whatever, like it was good to see. Yeah, yeah, it was nice, man. Like, so my buddy Dan moved to Ottawa from Montreal. This was his first ATO game. I brought him straight into the dub because that's the only place that it should be. Um, And I think there was a play where Bellew was deep on their left. Two Valor defenders came to challenge him. uh, And he liked He dribbled through them like they just didn't exist. (laughs) And Dan turned to me and he was like, holy shit, that dude is good. I was like, yeah, you know, like, (laughs) this is why Bellew is a weekly fixture. Is like, there could be two defenders, three defenders, and he somehow finds a way to, like, skirt between all of them and get a cross off or get a pass off. And I'm like, fuck, man, like. It's actually stupid, man. Like, like when when he the, the the fact is is that when he gets the ball and he's in that situation, like you can basic you you can make the assumption that he's going to get through them. Mm-hmm. Like it's because it's because he does it every single time. Yeah, and, with and other it's players, like I don't think yeah. there's another player in the league where you have that much confidence that he will dribble past anyone that's in front of him. Like I, 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 I honestly don't think there is one out there. <laughs> like I think he's he's has probably the best feet in the league. And now that yeah. he's starting to like work into our team, like mm-hmm. oh man, so good. I can't wait for those uh, those assist numbers. Yes. Yep. Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah, really. Um, so the other guy that's always in this. Yeah, Ali Bassett. Uh, you know, Obi, our guy. Um, yeah, I mean, he lives rent-free on this list forever, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, man of the match. He got man of the match for the game, which mm-hmm. I understand because he played another great game yesterday, or on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Four shots, 75% successful dribbles, and he created three of our chances, including almost scoring a goal off that set piece, which was... Uh, off the set piece and then also off one of the open play plays that he got mm-hmm. from the top yeah. of the 18. So, um, you know, I think when we saw the free kick, all of us were hoping for classic OB, like classic Ollie Bassett free kick yeah. that he's going to like drill yeah. into the corner. And it was a little high, but like it was on target. You know, he was he was shooting towards the net and he, he put it there. Six inches lower would have been nicer, but you know, that's, yeah. that's the way of the game. I um, will say though that like I really, I really ha- uh, hate that how hot and cold he is on corners mm. yeah and i think he, corners he, are his, his he hits one. the first man way too often i I, I, just, I agree but i look at how he plays his his low short corners which are always excellent well those um, are cool like there's the short play especially mm-hmm. when he when he hits it to like blue and then they do a little thing and they mm-hmm. get it in there like that's super cool and yeah I, it's like you know what i'd rather see that than him whiff it into the first defender on the edge of the box yeah exactly because i mean that happens it, too often especially if you watch some other players who are corner takers on other teams like mm-hmm. i don't know if you saw becker's goal this week but like <laughs> the, the, the olympico yeah. shit like, I mean, that was a mix of the beautiful corner, but also the, the defender completely missing the point of t- yeah, guarding yeah. the back post. But yeah. still, I mean, it shows that there are players out there that can do that. I just, I want Ollie to like, maybe that's an area for improvement for Ollie specifically. I would like, say so. We love you, but just like, you know, work on the corners a little bit more. I mean, every, every, you can't have it all. No, no, but but he can work with anyone on the field, which is awesome, and that's what we yeah, need in exactly. the center mid. So I know. So like when he when he took the free kick, obviously he has scored a free kick before this season. It, it just makes sense that he's the guy that takes it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also looking at the who's on the pitch at that time, 
And I'm looking at, you know, our number 45, who I've seen bag seven free kick goals in a single season before. And I'm like, yeah. why isn't Carl Howarth taking free kicks when he's on the pitch? No, that's a good that's a good point. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe that's I think it's probably because Ollie has had great success recently. Um, and maybe that's the reason they chose to put him out there. But yeah, maybe for the next one, Howarth, give Howarth a shot if he's on the field. I, I like that. Who knows? I mean, he's got he's got a wand of a foot and you love to see it. Yep. Speaking of people that are living on, I'll, <laughs> uh, more people that keep living on this list. Oh, Saint Miguel. <laughs> the savior, Saint Miguel. Uh, yeah, first of all, if you haven't seen the meme of Miguel Acosta on the CCSG Twitter, created by our very own Johnny MacArthur, you gotta check it out. It is like, so good. He's got this crazy cape that's like white and, white and red stripes. And like, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. Just quick and dirty little Photoshop. It's, it does the trick. Yeah, it's, uh, man, holy shit, that guy's a machine. Yeah, um, really and I mean, there's, again, I think the reason he wears the captain band when when drew's not out there is is because of how well he coordinates the defense even without mm-hmm. drew 90 minutes played 40 47 passes uh 100 tackle win rate which is absurd yeah. five recoveries he recovered mm-hmm. the ball five times 86 percent ground dual win percentages 70 touches and a block shot i'm like man how does this guy put up these stats every week and still play 90 minutes every game. <laughs> it's dumb. It's, it's dumb. And, and the fact that, like, he's so versatile as well. Like, we've been we've been playing four at the back for so much this season. And then we play a three at the back, and he tucks in as the CB and, mm-hmm. like, still puts up those numbers. Like, puts up center back numbers yeah. as a natural right back. It's like, what the fuck can't this Well, I, I, and yeah, and when we have Becky, I mean, you see him playing in, like, more of, like, a, a high role sometimes where he'll be a playmaker or, or take it down the wing. I mean, his goal straight up came off essentially being a wing back. So yeah. it's, uh, it's awesome to see I love having St. Miguel uh, Miguel Acosta on this list all the time because yep. again it's just he's he's an excellent footballer and yep. he has been consistent pretty much all season which is yep. great and we need that Absolutely. consistency yep. um, and I would say the last one I'm going to put on this is probably going to be a little bit controversial because there was you know a couple errors but McDonald Neba um, mm-hmm. I would put him on here too yeah I mean yes there were a couple of mistakes made but again we're talking this is his first game back in mm-hmm. what you know, five or six games, I think. A while. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you look at the breakdown, like he had 90% accurate passes, six mm-hmm. for nine on long balls, 75% mm-hmm. tackles, one, six clearances, which is a third of our clearances in this game. Over a third, <laughs> technically. It's one over a third. So he cleared six of 15 of our, of our, and he had nine recoveries after yeah. the fact. Well, like I would say, he's, he's one of those guys that can usher an attacker off the ball and then clear it without really having to do the tackle. Well, I mean, that's pretty clear because he also drew four fouls, but... <laughs> <laughs> but... I just, I just, I love that he, like, like with, with, with Becky on the bench, he slots in as if he never left, and it's mm. just... It just shows how how good our, our our center back depth is, and it's good to see him back because Espeo's been playing every single week. It's true. He's only nineteen years old; like he's gonna have to take a break at some point. <laughs> so now that with Neva back in the lineup, it's I don't feel like nervous about Espeo having to sit out a game or two at some point. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes. Let's let's replace the you know young athletic nineteen year old with a twenty seven year old man. <laughs> You're like this young guy needs a break. I'm like man, I'm I'm in my thirties and like. <laughs> when I was 19, you could, you know, go forever. So <laughs> it's true. It's true. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, when when you're when like you can, it's like you, you see it in uh, um, 
I know a lot of people used to criticize uh, Sir Alex Ferguson for playing Wayne Rooney too much when he was a teenager. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, there's a reason why Wayne Rooney retired from football at, like, 34 years old. You can get burned out if, 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 you're, if you're hitting the minutes too hard at because the Because he, he retired because he wanted to coach Derry, obviously. <laughs> and, now, well, I guess now in D.C. United or whatever in the MLS, but... <laughs> He just wanted to come to America and run show for the team that he played for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah so Neba back, back in. Good yeah. news. Yeah, good, good news. news. And I think he's only going to get better. Um, I've got a few honorable mentions. I'm just going to throw them out there real quick. For yeah. Rapid fire. Nathan Ingham, mm-hmm. excellent. Yep. Uh, just always good. Um, and he played a stellar game. He saved, had a few excellent saves. Yep. Um, especially off one of their free kicks. I think he mm-hmm. like, made a sweet jump. jumping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah excellent. Um, Zach Waugh. Young young kid, uh, I like the fact that he played a really good game in like in overall, but he was also the one that drew the penalty for Vlad's PK, which I think we talked about a little bit. I think it was a very smart play for a young player. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, I think with our under 21 minutes, I think we'll see a lot more of him this year. <laughs> However, he played well, and I, I'm excited to see him uh, out yep. of the pitch. He played well for like the situation. It was the same as like when Wahoo's first started um, starting. You know, it's mm. like man, like you're pl- like they're they're playing like they've been here before. Yeah, like he's not playing like a like a nervous young man making a shit ton of mistakes. Like he's he's playing like he belongs. <laughs> it sounds like you're talking about someone. I, I'm <laughs> who who could you be talking about on our team? <laughs> <laughs> remember, 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 remember the last the, time Valor came to town. <laughs> remember, yeah, remember our first round draft pick. Remember that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, and then obviously I got to put him as my most improved. <laughs> Vlad the Chad Morgrega. Vlad is on the board, everybody. He's, He's on, on the board. The board. <laughs> he got a goal. Got he got goal. a goal. He's back to Chad status. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and he almost didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he wasn't the best shot, but yeah. I think he put on a decent showing overall compared to the last few games that he played. Um, it's nice to get him off the disappointments list. Uh, 86% of ground duels helped him get off that list, but mm-hmm. I mean, he only had 27 touches and one shot, which is not great. Um, and I don't know what was going on between him and Ollie during the PK. I don't know if they were like, what are they discussing or arguing or whatever over who's going to take it? Um, that was a that was a weird one, and like, um, it, it, it's obviously we didn't see enough of it. I, I mean, you saw more I saw it, than, yeah. than I did. Um, like, did 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 I? I would have understood if Ollie gave it him the ball, so that be like, listen, you know, put one in the back of the net there, and and, and then get some confidence in you. Like that happens a lot. Yeah, and I'm hoping that's what happens. And to, to me, based on everything we've seen about Ollie and who he is as a person, I feel like that's probably what he was doing. Because yeah. I think Vlad getting a goal now hopefully will open up the floodgates for him to play. Yeah. A little bit more aggressive, a little bit more on the ball, um, take those shots because we saw it in the last few games. Uh, a lot of times, Vlad will be dicking around with the ball in their third, and he just never gets a shot off. And I yeah. think that you know, yeah, he had a few touches and only one shot, but it, it was nice to see him get a goal for the like. Mm. I think everybody in the crowd was excited because Vlad finally scored. Although next time, come celebrate in front of the dub and not an empty side of the stadium if you could. That would be great. <laughs> What? Like we're the all, first we're right, time that's I know, and we're right there, and they're like run off to like the empty stands. The North Stand, like, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> no one's there to cheer you on, bro. I mean, we're, we're obviously going to cheer, but. Pay attention. Yeah, bro. exactly. So anyway, great job, Vlad. Welcome back I to I would chat. like to, um, Vlad also should have had a penalty. Um, yes. The, the play that sort of turned into that play when he decided to, to, to run. Uh, in, yep. He had the ball and he decided to make that run. Yes. When I saw that, I was like, ooh. 
Ooh, yeah, yeah. I've never like, seen you yeah. run that fast before. Like, where the hell did this come from? Like, <laughs> yeah, running, yeah. Up, running up the wing, wanting to get a cross off. But um, yeah, no, that, that was that was a clear pain. We've seen all the replays. Like, Andrew Jean yeah. Baptiste doesn't get any any of the ball. Just takes yeah. his down his legs. It's yeah. And I mean, again, I'll, 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 another I, I've, got, I've got a little rant about it later because I posted a fairly uh, directive tweet on what I think about that call. So yeah, <laughs> uh, after the game, um, what do you do? You got yeah. anyone else on your uh, standouts? Um. I think that was a, that was that's a good list. I mean, Jesus, yeah. we how many do we have on there? Five, four, six? plus plus like honorable mentions. Yeah, no, I think it's a good list. <laughs> I mean, I think it was, a, it, was a, it was a good game. Yeah, no, it was a good game. Uh, do you have any disappointments? Yeah, a couple. Um, yeah. I'll start uh, with with probably the the one that I just stats wise didn't like to see yeah. uh, Abdu Sukhsoko. Um <laughs> We've talked about this guy being hot and cold. Yeah, he was ice fucking cold this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't be part of a defensive effort with 17% ground duel winning stats. Like, that is, he had zero <laughs> successful dribbles and 27 touches. And I'm like, my God. Like, you got to play better than that. And, no bueno. Yeah, and Sissoko can be an absolute force. Like, we love seeing him in that low mid role that he's kind of blended into on the team. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, holy shit, bro. Like, if you want to keep your starting 11 spot, like, you got to play better than that. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know what to tell you to play better. Because, you know, Johnny and I are just giving us our stupid, you know, spectator hot takes. But (laughs) something's got to change because you need to play better. Was it like, I mean, uh, obviously, like we said, we we played a three at the back this time instead Mm -hmm. of a regular four at the back. Do you you think it's because he's more, when we play the four at the back, then he, you know, he's in the front of two center backs and can sort of drop in and do that role. And maybe that's what he's used to. Maybe he's not used to have, you know, be having to be a little bit further forward because there's three center backs behind him. Like, is it, is it just sort of being thrown for a loop with the formation change or, I mean, that might, honestly, that might be the the case. Um, and I hope, honestly, I hope it's the case because mm. to me, that's something that's easily fixable by just a little bit more coaching, a little bit more practice. Yeah. Um, not that we have a lot of that between now and Sunday, but uh, <laughs> to me, that's something that you can fix. And yeah. I would love to see that if that's the case, great. And then maybe we can get Sissoko back to, you know, low, high defense, low midfield Abdu Sissoko that we love. Yeah. Um, the alternative is not good, which is just like he just didn't play well. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping that it's the former and not the latter. Um, and then, you know what? I got to put him on here just because of, I mean, not just because of the last 10 minutes, but Malcolm Shaw. Uh, you got to be burying those. Uh, man, not one, but two golden opportunities to get us three points in the dying minutes of the second half. Can you imagine the scenes that would have happened if the he had limbs. scored one of those? Yeah, the exactly. Um, but he flubbed both of them. And and like, like I, list, I get that they were both difficult. The first pass was a little hard, and the second pass was a little behind him. But, but if you're, you're going to be a striker, nominee, 2021, best striker we had, Malcolm Shaw, and you're missing those. Like You have to be burying those. Yeah. You have to be burying those. And I mean, yeah. especially the second one, like he could have, you know, taken a touch before hitting it for instead of just True. hitting it first time. Yeah. And the thing is, is I've, you know, we've seen him score that goal against York last season yeah. when he, when he's, you know, been, had to do take the shot on the turn. Like we've well, seen him and do it. There was even a goal this season. I'm trying to remember who. It was a home game, um, and we was when we won two one, where Bassett scored the winner. I don't remember yeah. who we were playing, but he had a goal almost almost exactly like that, where it was across across to the top of the six essentially, and he buried it. And it was like, okay, great. 
Let's see more of that. And I mean, maybe he's back in his head. I hope not. Uh, maybe it's because he went back to black hair instead of his Ollie Bassett hair. Uh, yeah, that was short-lived, eh? <laughs> I know. One, one game? And all we did games? was talk about how we were happy about his performance after Yeah, exactly. It. And then, guess what, Malcolm? You change it back, and here we are again. And you're uh, back on his uh, <laughs> so yeah he had a bit of a rough half so that's why he's on my disappointing list I wish oh god he would be so high on my standouts if he had scored either of those goals oh my god yeah he would have uh, yeah. so it's, he would have been top of the list a little, <laughs> little, little frustrating I mean, there was, there was that that whole situation was just classic ATO, wasn't it? Like, yeah, we it really was. We did. We 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 had the golden opportunities for a late winner right at the end. I mean, yeah. that's what we do, right? We we strike right at the end, and we we should have. We, yeah, we yeah. had the opportunities. We, we we should have won that game probably. Yeah. I mean, if Zach Verhoeven was out there, I think he would have buried it, to be honest. But where I I'm a little worried about him. You know, after yeah. his uh, after his yeah. argument with the post in the last game, and then he didn't even make the bench in this one. Yeah, and I mean, I'm hoping again that there's that it's just a precautionary, and he's not seriously injured. I think yeah. everyone's hoping for that. However, I mean, over the course of the season, I think ATO has been one of the teams that has escaped serious injuries for the most yep. part. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you believe in luck or whatever, we're fucking overdue. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But no. I'm hoping that he's he's okay, and maybe maybe he'll be a bench player, and they'll put him on for some minutes on on Sunday. But yeah, who knows? Areas uh, for improvement. Um, we don't want to put passing accuracy. We don't have to now because they did it. <laughs> the, the boys did it. Uh, yeah, I mean, passing accuracy seems to be improving. So I would say we need to be a little quicker on the transition when we lose the ball on a turnover. Mm-hmm. I think Valor capitalized a few times on just like a dirty turnover, whether it was a, a weird bounce or a heavy touch or an intercepted pass. And it took us not a long time, but it took us that like five to seven seconds to like transition back to the defense. And in yeah. that span, Valor was able to cut in and, and get a chance. So I would like it was, it was just slow enough, like I said, to put us on our back foot. And we don't want that. Um, Ingham had a little bit more of a workload because of it, because a few yeah. times it happened. So if we could just maybe tighten that up a little bit, um, where when we lose the ball, we have to like immediately make the transition if we're not going to get it back right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would I would put something like that as an area of improvement. Um, I know I know I always I always bitch about the fact that we don't really press from the front. Mm-hmm. And like it shows sometimes right like i mean there yeah. there there was there was one time there when they had the ball at the back and their center back basically just waltzed right into our midfield and then played a cutting pass through our defense mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for ne- if it wasn't for neba then um their striker would have been clear on goal and i always bitch about why aren't we pressing from the front we have to be more aggressive da, da, da. but then you know i think about it for a couple seconds and i'm like okay this is not like the best teams in the world press for 90 minutes, right? And yeah. the reason they're able to do that is because they have, you know, world-class training facilities with the best fitness coaches in the world. I mean, you look at Atletico Madrid train in beginning of the season. They literally build a fake hill in their training yeah. ground. And <laughs> yeah. they sprint up and down it for, like, hours until they throw up. And then they do it for a couple of more hours. And yeah. that is why they can press like mad for a whole 90 minutes. So we what you're saying is we like need that. to... We need to band together and build a hill at CD Place. We've got force. the hill. We've got Welfare Hill. Use that one. That's it's true. Right yeah, there. we care. But, and, but this is another thing that I was also considering. I was like, listen, it's with the Humidex, it's like 40 degrees out there. You know what I mean? Not only that, but they're playing on a plastic pitch, which is Oof. a good five, six degrees hotter oh, at easy. pitch level than it is anywhere else. So I mean, maybe I, think... I need to be a little less harsh. 
on them not doing gut busting runs for 90 straight minutes. Yeah, we saw it because like I think I made a comment when we were in the crowd uh, and I, I saw some of the Valor players and they have those like black jerseys with like the maroon Ugh. fucking whatever and they were so like stuck to their sweaty bodies. I was yeah, like, ugh. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's because ours are like, I don't know, white or whatever but like they didn't, have, we didn't have the problem or maybe we just sweat yeah. less but like holy crap. I mean, it's probably because they live in Winnipeg and they don't know what summer is. Yeah. So... <laughs> but I'm like sitting at home in my nice cool couch with my beer yeah. watching him like why aren't you running more <laughs> although it was funny because like it started raining um, part way through the game I think it was like early in the second half yeah. not a lot like the clouds rolling we got a little bit of rain and it was funny because you could see all the crowd like back up under like the, the, the overhang of the stands yeah. except the dub when we were all like oh my god thank you <laughs> they they needed, like, we were so hot <laughs> no amount of really, cold beer yeah. could keep us cold <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. You needed that. Uh, you needed that refresh. A little, little, yeah, little <laughs> spritz from from the sky. Yeah. So it was good. Um, and then my other area of improvement, I would say, is I mean, we talked about it a bit, but cross accuracy from set yeah. pieces, corners, and open play. Yeah, because we have people like Carl Howarth, who is a, a, a an absolute sniper from that like low corner cross mm-hmm. on the right side. Mm-hmm. It just sucks because, like, our inability to find a head or a foot of a striped shirt in the box is so frustrating. I know. Like, <laughs> we what, how how do we have how do we have Carl Howarth and Vladimir Grega on our team, and they have never connected for like just a classic headed goal yet? Yep. yep. I guess they don't play together often because Carl's normally a sub, and then you know Vlad either is a sub or he gets subbed off. But mm-hmm. it's just it's it is frustrating. Like we 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 have a lot of tall boys up front, and they 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 should be heading goals. In. Yeah, yeah, we so. had the one. I mean, we, we, uh, the Shaw has a headed goal from, he does, a, from yeah. a Howarth cross. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's, so that's great. That's, that's the formula. We do like we need to do that all the time. Yeah, we we need to do that. But yeah, I think that you know I would like to see. A li- we have the skill. We have the talent. We've seen it before. I just think that we need a little bit more work on that to to make it happen in the future. Yeah, exactly. AKA and, Sunday when we crash. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like every team has you know things that they're really good at and things that they just don't do really well. Mm-hmm. And. You know, that's just one of the things that we're not doing really well right now. So it's, you know, that's why it's an area for improvement. It's it's something. How can... dare you, Johnny? How dare you talk down to our team? <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's something we can work on, right? It's something no, we should I, work on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got any other, you got any other ones other than this or? No, I think, I think just corners. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's, I get, I, I get really sick watching, um, watching corners hit the first man. Like I, I get like irrationally angry. <laughs> Even like even when I even when I'm watching any random game, yeah. like any game that is, I don't even I don't even care about the result or anything, or whatever. But uh, you know, I think it was Chris Stark said it on the on the Peter Crouch podcast. He's like, listen, whatever you're getting paid as a footballer, you get paid too much to hit the first man on a corner. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fair point. It's funny though, because when you were like, you know, when I'm watching any game, I just imagined you at like, uh, like under six kids game, being like, "How come you didn't put it over the first man, you idiot?" <laughs> it's like Joe, one of Joey's games with his like, yeah, yeah, exactly, his Smith Falls team, and you're just like, yeah. there you and get kicked out. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, I thought this was America. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, no, and I mean, I'll, you know, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, moment of the bad. match. What's yours? Let's let's hear yours first. Mine was a negative moment of the match. Well, what's that? We didn't get a pen that we should have gotten. Mm, yeah, actually, it's funnily enough. Mine is aside from the last <laughs> ten minutes, which was the most entertaining part of the match. Yeah. Yeah, more Grega. Holy shit! Like he was clearly fouled inside the box, and Dujic just like ignored it. And yeah. I, it was, 
I rewatched it a bunch of times because, and, and then I found the video, I downloaded it, put it on my Twitter because I was so angry about it. It's it's one thing to, to take a, a, a soft penalty or whatever. Like I think anyone that watched the Canadian women's final on the weekend or whatever, when they saw that, you know, light touch on the back for a mm-hmm. fall and a penalty, like that's a soft penalty. Yeah. This... Jean-Baptiste didn't even touch the ball on the yeah. tackle. He, he just, just basically he just took his legs out. Yeah. And then he, and then the worst part is then Jean-Baptiste puts his hands up like he did nothing wrong. And I'm like, bro, yeah. you clearly tackled him. Um, I mean, I honestly think maybe he didn't give it to us because, you know, he realized he fucked up on theirs. And then because we're in Ottawa, he doesn't want to give us a winning penalty because he only ever gives that to away teams. You know, when we talk about our tie with York and I tie in quotations, guess who the referee was for it? <laughs> Philip Duchik. And guess who he gave the late free kick goal to, even though it wasn't a handball again, <laughs> Philip Duchik. So yeah, it's just, it sucks. It sucks. Here's, you know, like, here's, it makes here's me the, angry. Here's the, the, this is a mailbag question that I'm, that I'm going to use in the, in the segment instead okay. of, instead of the question. Um, and this, this CCSG member points out that this is two games in a row now where in this type of situation, when Vlad goes down in the box, one of three things should happen. Mm-hmm. The first thing is that it was a foul and it's a pen. The second thing is that he got the ball and it wasn't a foul. Then it should be a corner. Mm-hmm. The third thing is that he dove and it should be a yellow for simulation. Yep. In both, in the last two games, none of those things happened and instead it was given as a goal kick. Yeah, which is bananas to me. And I think it the doesn't make any sense. when that it's, happens. It's, uh, but the thing is, is that that's objectively the wrong call. Yeah, 100% it is. Twice 100%. in a row now. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, even, if we didn't get the, even if we didn't get the pen, if the other of the two logical situations occurred, mm-hmm. then no one would be upset because... At least, you addressed, at least you addressed what happened. And in at this least case, they just in didn't. a way that's consistent with the laws of the game. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it just sucks because, like, I was hoping we had gotten away from that. And we saw a decline, and I'll say it, we saw a decline in cards, which I think someone at Canada Premier League were, probably talked to someone at Canada Soccer and was like, listen, like 35 fouls, five yellows and two reds is like too much. (laughs) But the reverse is now true where, I mean, I love the like, let's let's let the boys play or whatever. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, like if you're going to do that, great, cool. I I agree with that. I'm fully on board with it. But if you're if you have something like that, that's so blatant and so clear and you don't call it, Mm -hmm. that completely destroys your, you know, relevance on the field, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know. the, the the actual question for that was basically why did that happen? And the answer is just because he sucks. So that's that's the answer. Yeah, to that. yeah. Bring back Car- <laughs> bring back Carly Shaw McLaren. She was good. Yes, please. <laughs> Hopefully you know for what? Sunday. Yeah, no, exactly. And you know, I mean what better uh, what better segment than that to say, you know, you've heard enough from us. Uh yeah. now it's time to hear from you. C C S G Mailbag time. We got a heavy one this week. We do. It's jam-packed <laughs> with some real goodies. All right. Uh, I will start off. One to you, Johnny. Yep. What are your thoughts on our Canadian under 21 minutes? Can we get there before the end of the season? And what happens if we don't? There's uh, about four or five of the questions are basically about under 21 minutes. So, so we'll let's address them all. We'll just address them all at the moment. Um, I think the fact that... Well, because, I mean, one of the other ones is, like, are we going to see Hua starting more? And, I mean, I think so. Yes. Like, he gave a good account of himself. And yes. him and Bahu starting, like, we're going to yeah. we're gonna reach it. And we also just signed another kid. Yeah, Antoniuk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Owen Antoniuk. So, like, 
I don't think I, I'm not worried anymore. I wasn't worried before because I knew okay, we're gonna do it, whether it's whether it's uh, uh, you know difficult to watch or not. Like we have to do it, and um, so it's not an issue anymore. Yeah, I just, <laughs> you know, we, I mean, we found that walk. We found that walk and start can play like meaningful minutes. But who's has obviously become a fixture in the starting eleven. And, you know, even if Owen doesn't really kick off like crazy, we're, we're, we still have the firepower to, um, to be able to reach this limit. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that it's nice to see Carlos's confidence because he's talked about it a few times when that question comes up, like, oh, what are you going to do? We're like really under on minutes and blah, blah, blah. And he's very he's he's made it clear the entire time that he has a plan. We're going to hit the minutes. Everyone just needs to, like, have faith. And like yeah. I based on the season we've had and how far we've come, I put all of my faith in Carlos Gonzalez. All oh, of yes. it. Yeah. All of it and more, if I can. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, has been excellent for the team, and if he has a plan, I fully trust him to execute that plan yeah. as well. Who are we to question it? And I mean, are we've people have been opining about what the possible um, penalty would be for not doing this, and there's been, literally been no information about it until... Um, uh, one soccer uh, put out a um, was it one soccer or CPL CPL website I think put out mm. uh, an article about um, half season you know uh, grading yeah and uh, Chris and Jack post made some offhanded comment about how not making the under twenty minutes means you disqualified from the playoffs and everyone was like wait what the fuck like yeah so where, where, I can like, guarantee where? yeah I can guarantee you if that happens the league will fucking collapse like you can't discount a team's entire performance for a whole season and they'd be like, oh, congratulations on making the playoffs. Sorry you didn't meet this arbitrary number that we set and didn't tell you about what the p- penalty would be at the start of the season. Well, that's the N- thing. No one agreed to it. And, oh, yeah, sorry, you're not at the playoffs. Like, that's bananas to me. It like, doesn't say that anywhere. It doesn't. I mean, you know, there there, there are rules posted on the CPL's website. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in any published literature does it say what the punishment is for not making Exactly. So I think anything more than a fine, which will likely be a part of it or or it i think anything more than a fine will completely undermine the 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 integrity of the league because as soon as you start being like oh well we can just make up rules on the fly no if you wanted that to be a rule and you're going to miss the playoffs that had to be something that was established clearly in the rules at the start of the season because if you don't do it you can't retroactively be like oh actually there's this rule and if you do it you don't miss like come on guys like you're supposed to be a professional organization take the l and if you have to, and then change the rules next season, if that's yeah. really what you want to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think we both voiced our opinions on the whole under 21 being maybe a little slash a lot too low for age for professional players, mm. um, which I agree. I mean, I think it should be either under 23 or under 25 Canadian minutes even. Yeah. Um, because at any of those ages, you're developing the younger players in the league. But forcing teams to be like well you gotta try and find some 19 or 20 year olds to like fill out your line like it's 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 weird and i mean i get the spirit of the rule it's a really good you know it's a really good initiative it's just it's 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 just really been executed extremely poorly which unfortunately is um pretty par for the course (laughs) yeah and i mean i get it we're a young league it's brand new people are trying to figure their shit out or whatever but like you could have easily done some research on other domestic leagues that have similar rules 
yeah. or, or regulations to develop young players and be like, hey, maybe we should, instead of reinventing the wheel, as we say, maybe we just plagiarize their rules and like change it to be for us instead of being yeah. like, well, let's just pick a number, 2,000. It's a great number. Yeah. Like, like, where did you get that? What's the... Like, yeah. And as, as, as far as the punishment goes, you know, you'll get people that be like, well, who cares? Just don't break the rule in the first place. Oh, my God. That's not, how, that's not how the real world no, works. It's not. You know? there's, a, there's a rule and there's a punishment it would be like, for the it would rule. Be like, it would be like if you paid your taxes all year and then at tax times, Canada Revenue Agency came back and was like, oh, actually, uh, we forgot to tell you about this this fee that you didn't pay. So now you owe us $6,000 because yeah. you didn't pay it. And it's like, well, you didn't <laughs> tell us at the beginning of the year. Like, Doesn't matter. You should have known. Doesn't that, like, matter. <laughs> Just don't break the Rules. Don't break the rules, man. <laughs> so, such a dumb argument. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, under tw- that, that, cool. there's our under yeah. 21 minute rant. Um, here's 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 a good one that's sort of tangentially related, okay. but not really. Yeah. This is a really good question, though. Um, with Dacuna leaving to return to school soon, because he's only on a um, uh, draft yeah. uh, dev contract, whatever, yeah. um, should we fill out the last vacant spot? If so, should we aim for a left wing or a left back? Or for a striker, or striker. what else? Striker it has to yeah. be striker at this point. Um, and I say that I probably would have said that uh, even last week. Um, mm-hmm. And then we signed uh, Owen Antonik, and like he's a midfielder. Great, super. We're like rounding out our midfield. Our defense is set. I think the depth is good. Our midfield is getting there. I'm going to call it. Um, some players are already there, like Ali and I think Bahu are both playing excellent. But um, and even you know Tablo when he's in the in the on the wing back role. But like. Yeah, we need we need more off. We need, we could God, we need more offense. Um, so I would love to see them when he goes back. Maybe find uh, you know a hot shot striker that we can slot in to maybe generate a little bit more offense because I yeah. think that's the only real area for actual concrete improvement because the rest of the you know lines midfield and defense are generally pretty decent now. Yeah, or or really good in the defense's case, um, and the offense is where we're where we're lacking. Yeah, well, I mean, I was I was comparing uh, a little exercise earlier today. I compared where we were last season compared to this season, and mm. I mean, obviously, our position in the table is night and day. We we were we were dead last fifteen games in last season. We were at like a minus twelve GD or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> however, stop however, reminding me. <laughs> however, after fifteen games last season, we only had one fewer goal scored than we currently have. So we're still yeah. scoring at like the same rate. We're just you know conceding so much less yeah and i if you look at how the team was generally restructured in the between the two seasons like our forward line essentially stayed the same and we did a full restructure of the defense in the midfield Mm -hmm. and now we're seeing the fruits of our labor (laughs) our labor the fruits of the players (laughs) johnny and i are like yes we did it we did Uh, (laughs) but but we are seeing that now and I think the fact that we didn't do any changes in the front hoping that Malcolm Shaw would continue his performance from last season I mean yeah you could arguably say we picked up a Lou Tableau which we did but Mm -hmm. we're using him not really in that like talisman offensive role we're using him as a playmaker more more so than anything right so yes which is great because that's that's where he's and he's good he's super effective in that role so um, yeah we're I think, you know, if you compare last season to this season, there was little change in our forward lineup, and I think we're seeing that now. Yeah, and, and it's 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 a tough thing to say because it's easy to be like, we need a striker that scores goals. It's like, yeah, no shit. So does every team in the world. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, why do you, why do you think teams are, are, are spending 80 million euros on a, on a hot shot striker? Because that's just what the market is like. Like, it's it's a little easier said than done, but it's it's... 
there's got to be an in between. You know what I mean? And we're just not. Yeah, like I would love to see us sign an eighty million dollar strike, <laughs> striker. I mean, I look at like what Darwin Nunez did this you know this week, four yeah. goals. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, like best half. buy oh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so. yeah, that's the thing. And and I. If we didn't have Ivan Perez, I would have been yeah. like, oh, we need like a backup left back. And although I am a little worried about where the hell he's been the past few weeks, mm-hmm. like is his, is his injury, is his little niggling injury he picked up like worse than we thought? Yeah, I mean, we did be. end up signing him after his loan finish. So obviously we have some confidence in his abilities and his availability. But I think it's pretty obvious that Maxime Tissot has been playing too many minutes. And yeah, although, really like al- see although I, do have, I do have to give him credit. He had a decent game. Mm-hmm. This week, I, I like I said, it wasn't anything spectacular, but like, I mean, he had a lot of accurate passes. Um, you know, didn't touch the ball a whole lot. Played seventy-seven minutes, but I think you're right. Like, it's it's tough to have that, and that's the one area of our defense where we don't have depth. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah, I don't know. When maybe goes- when Becky, maybe when Becky's back, Neba can stay out there, and Tiso can take a break. Well, I mean, that's what happened this past game. I mean, uh, Tiso came off, Becky came on, and then Neba slotted into that left back. But I mean, like, yep. I would, I would rather have, you know, but it's, in, you know, this is all in our either here nor there because we do have a backup left back. It's just yes, we, 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 do. we need him to be healthy so that he can, uh, so that he can play some games. <laughs> feel better, <laughs> feel better, please. Yeah. Um, uh, here's one. Here's one I'm going to throw right. to you because we had almost touched on it earlier, but we can get okay. a little bit more depth on it now. Um, ref wise, one thing that historically this ref has done is give a lot of cards. Here he swallowed his cards until the end, where it's hard not to use them, despite having plenty of other plays that should have seen them. Is this a positive trend in quote unquote letting them play, or does this present larger concerns for controlling the game and to injuries down the stretch? Whew. Um, that's a, actually a really good question yeah. to address something that we've talked about almost yeah. every week. So, Did the pendulum um, swing too far the other way, essentially, is the... Uh, yeah, I think maybe a little bit. Um, I'd agree. I, 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 like, I like the let him play mentality because I think that if you're going to give out 30-plus fouls a game, like that, you're, you might as well not even be playing at that point as far as I'm concerned. Like mm. you're, just, you're just slowing the game down to a point where it's like, okay, well, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Um, However, looking at this game and Dujic's cards, I think he gave out three, and all of them were to Valor, um, yeah. who, des- who deserved it. Uh, <laughs> but, but um, you know, I, th- I think that maybe they, again, and you look at some of the other games, I think it's a, a trend across the CPL right now where there's less and less cards every game, which is good, mm-hmm. in my opinion. However, going that far in that direction leads to, I'm going to call it a, a hesitancy on the part of referees and officiants to make calls mm-hmm. when they should make the calls. Yeah. So, yeah. and we talked about it, about the McGregor foul, like that should have been a call uh, yeah. in both games or the, whatever the McGregor um, foul and then the, or the handballs even, um, you know, that should have been a foul or a handball and they didn't make the call and they didn't address it. And I think part of that is a symptom of this, trend away from making calls and letting them play it's fine if you want to do that but you better be on your game and actually making the calls when they need to be made otherwise you can't really play or referee that style without var like yeah it's it's it sounds really rich coming from us who complain about too many cards (laughs) all the time but there was at least and you know to to to, i'm going to be really like not biased here um Mm -hmm. there was a clear yellow that Sissoko should have had. Yep, agreed. He took he took down Sean Rea when he was going on a break. That is just that textbook yeah. one hundred and one yellow. Yeah, Sissoko should have had at least one yellow. Uh, Moses Dyer should have had two yellows. Mm-hmm. He, he should have been, been sent off. 
He should have so been ejected. The thing is, is that you know, yeah, we were we we're complaining about the other thing, but it went it went both ways. And I mean, I it's we'll we'll strike the balance soon. You yeah, know, it's, it's, I, it's nice I, to I, see them address a problem, even if they address addressed it too hard. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, again, I don't I don't know how the discussion went, but I mean, anyone who's looked at the stats of the games, I'm going to say in the last two or three weeks. You can see a marked decline in fouls called and in cards issued, which yeah. is good mm-hmm. because I think we were becoming a little bit of a joke league of like, oh, well, all the players are made of glass, so yeah. we can't let them get fouled or, the, you know, whatever. Um, do I think it's going to lead to in- could lead to injuries down the stretch? Yeah, 100 mm-hmm. percent it could, because if you're not making those calls, um, people are going to go harder knowing that they have this the room to do it. Right. Yeah. You're not going to make a, a questionable tackle if you know you're going to get called. But if you're like, well. This ref hasn't been calling a whole lot of fouls, so yeah, maybe I could do it to like block this chance or whatever, yeah. even though it's a dangerous play and it could mm-hmm. potentially injure somebody. So yeah, I think you're right. I think the pendulum maybe swung too far the other direction, and I would like to see it settled in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for the listeners out there, I mean, it's probably rich coming from us, to be honest, because <laughs> we bitch about the rest a lot. But uh, I, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a middle ground that we can hit, and I think the league is hopefully... Now that we see they've addressed the first problem, which was too much, mm-hmm. now hopefully they, you know, have a look at statistically maybe it's not enough, and we like find, you know, a compromise in the middle. Yep. Yep. Im- improvement is on the horizon. Yes. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> um, all right. I got. Uh, I got one more for you. If you. All right. If you hit me with it. All right. So. Similar to our previous game, some clearly defining moments that didn't go our way in these two beautiful opportunities for goals. Mm-hmm. What needs to change to put those in the back of the net? Or is it simply those are going to be something we suffer through given the lackluster performances we've gotten out of the forwards to date? Uh, and is... Wow, okay, third, third question. And <laughs> is this the worst thing or does the growing number of chances like that inspire some hope that forwards are making progress and improving? So I think the cl- the classic saying is, you know, if you're not scoring goals, you better be creating chances, and um, we are. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard if you look at it, um, you know, uh, with a, with a, that sort of lens, it's you can get angry at the finishing, and obviously that's the thing that needs to uh, to change. Mm-hmm. But we're making the chances, so it's hard to really blame anything other than the last step in the process. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, uh, even even if those chances don't really come until the last ten minutes of the game, that's fine. That's the way we play. That's by yeah. design. Yeah, and I think that maybe a little more time will will kind of get, bear us fruit on on those things. Because I mean, obviously, I'm sure Carlos and the boys are working every day at you know what we describe as. Uh, areas for improvement because yes. <laughs> um, you know they, they base their training structure on this podcast so um, yeah I, I like to think that that that's going to be something that will improve over time and hopefully by the end of the season it'll be like lights out every single time yep no exactly we're, we're, we're doing the hard work it's just the um, that little bit of magic at the end that needs mm-hmm. to be fixed so mailbag we do it every episode we put the call out there ccsg members you're the ones that get to uh oh yeah shit i forgot my intro i'm sorry y'all. To, <laughs> throw in the outro that's all good. <laughs> all right all right yeah. so thank you to the ccsg membership here that was your free segment as always i don't i mean maybe it's because we're recording on a on a friday which we never do so <laughs> you threw me off my mojo johnny <laughs> the league fucked us what do you want yeah the, yeah it was the referees it was all the referees <laughs> it was the referees <laughs> Oh God! Submit your questions every week, and it'll yeah, be, do it up. It's great. It'll we be love on it. the mailbag. We love so, it. Uh, 
The dub, you were there. The, the D-U-B, the dub. Uh, yeah, I was there, and of course my buddy Dan was like, I want to be in the front row, I've never been there. I'm like, let's do it, we're going yeah, to the front. <laughs> uh, we had, we had a, the new CCSG drum was there, and had been all done up and with, our col- with our colors, and uh, the crest, thank you, Bryce, uh, for your glorious contribution to... Uh, to the to the game, um, I had to endure uh, progress picks. One of which was him wearing the drum without wearing any clothes. Uh, <laughs> oh, you gotta so, study that. <laughs> I will definitely send it to you. It was pretty hilarious though. He's like, he's like, check it out. I got the first coat down, and I was expecting a picture of a drum, and instead that came through. So <laughs> that is like just so something he would do too. That's yeah, very I know. On brand, but but he got it done in time. Um, and then I also got to give a huge shout out to Nelson Mamoudi who came down and filled in because uh, Megan couldn't make the game. So we had a, a drummer. He did excellent. Um, really, really good. Dub was on fire all all day, of so night, I guess. Um, yep. You know, chants were on point. The vibes were flowing. Uh, we had a couple couple security guards that were I'm going to call them new to the dub, or sometimes they had been there. Mm-hmm. But both of them were awesome. Uh, one of the security guards we tried to get him in on our chants, and you know he th- he thought it was pretty funny. Uh, we we had a, a whole section uh, shitting on their subs for like a good five minutes, uh, to the point at which like the security came over. He's like, "Man, y'all are savage." Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Fuck those guys. They're never getting on the field. <laughs> so uh, it was it, shit. Yeah. That's why you're on the bench. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was good. Uh, like I said, visor flowing. The T Rex made a comeback. He made a triumphant comeback. Wally, man, Wally's uh, yeah, gonna Wally be a permanent T-Rex. fixture in that thing. So as soon as he came out, of course, you know, like, the dub went crazy again. And it's funny because I t- send people like videos or whatever. And my my fiance, I sent her a video. And she's like. I don't understand. Why is there a T-Rex? I'm like, because it came out of game and then disappeared. <laughs> now it's back. Like, it's a legend now. <laughs> so Technical <Case>. difficulties. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Like the T-Rex. <laughs> the T-Rex. So the T-Rex is back. Uh, while he's back, he made a triumphant return to the dub. Uh, everyone loves him. The chance became, Ottawa's got a T-Rex. <laughs> which I feel like no one outside of Ottawa understands, right. but it's great and we love it. <laughs> so yeah, we have. for those of you that didn't see, we have a giant T-Rex with a with an ATO jersey on, also provided by our friend Bryce. Um, and it makes its appearances at the dub. Uh, who knows? Maybe it'll stomp its way down to York this weekend. Who knows? Who knows? Speaking of York this weekend, it is road trip weekend. Baby. Road trip! I am extremely excited. We are going to York Lions Stadium, traveling yes. dub on yes, Sunday. Yes, traveling dub. We are going to yeah, take if, an away match. We are, and we're going to win it. Um, and anyone who wants to uh, come and, you know, meet Johnny and I as podcast presenters, you can come on the bus and meet us. Um, and then you drink some beers with us and chant with us and, you know, do the whole nine. We get there, crush York, which will be great. Champagne showers for everyone. And then back on the bus and back to uh, back to Ottawa. But if you haven't gotten your tickets, there are still very, very limited seats. Very left. limited. And it very. is, you know, by the time this podcast comes out, you know, the, the bus mm, is going to be leaving mm. in 24 hours. So, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're on the fence about it, make the dive, jump in. Um, there's going to be a hot stove for it. There was a hot stove for this one. It was pretty good. I, I listened to it. Um, but there will be a hot stove. The plan is right now for all of you listeners out there, there will be a live hot stove from the bus. Yep. 
which probably will have the hottest of hot takes because it's a bus ride to York and it's seven hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> And it probably will not be recorded. So tune in to listen to it. Yes, these, yeah. these takes are going to be way too hot to live in perpetuity. That's exactly going to be a one and done, baby. <laughs> it's going to be a one and done. <laughs> so be there or be square, but uh, either yep. be on the bus and listen to it in person mm-hmm. or tune in on Twitter. Um, Eddie will post up the link and, uh, and we can go from there but yep. york road trip let's do it it's gonna be huge it's gonna be massive in fact it's gonna actually. be massive it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be massive, massive. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so, yep, so there, other than that if uh, for other matches if you want to come to to watch a game make sure you go in the dub um contact one of us for a link because Ticketmaster yep. is weird it will be yep. better later we'll have a link on our website i believe at one point but uh, otherwise some point, yes. you yep. message us we'll get you a, a link to get tickets in the dub make sure you check out the website check out the ccsg merch you know all that good stuff check out all the hot stoves check out us every tuesday uh joey and patrick at the half is a new thing as well that's always yep. banging um yep. we're probably gonna do a live at the half for this one as well yep. um just so, so much so much content coming out so much so much Ridiculous. you know you, you get a great return on investment which yep. you know is really good for everybody in this, econ- in this economy. In this, this economy? Come on. <laughs> you don't get deals like this in this economy. Inflation's too high. <laughs> All right. Next up, York. That's York. it. You got any last yep. words, Patty? Uh, you know what? Everyone out there, if again, I'm just going to plug the road trip again. I think it's going to be probably one of the best events of the year for the team. I got to give a shout out to the club. Uh, most importantly, I got to give a shout out to Dan Duff, who work and uh, Thomas Stocking, um, who both worked tirelessly to make this a reality. And I know having had beers with Dan and Thomas both, like I know how much work went into it and how many phone calls and emails they had to field. Um, So if you can make it, definitely make it. It's going to be crazy fun. Um, There will be some uh, rules, obviously, because we have to follow York Lions Stadium rules, which are lame. They are not (laughs) as good as the ones at TD Place because, you know, they're not a soccer town like we are. But... It's going to be excellent. We're going to make vibes. Uh, the, the little, I think Bryce is planning a little uh, tailgate uh, in the parking lot of York Line Stadium before we go in, which will be even better. That man just uh, keeps winning. He, he keeps does. Winning. He is. He is a just an excellent He's addition a to this w. group. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So my last words are: just get on the bus if you can make it. It's going to be. It's going to be electric. So yep. definitely do that. Yep. Let's fucking go. All right. Let's fucking go, we'll, boys and stripes. We'll talk to you next time, y'all. Peace out. Yeah. I'll see you guys on the weekend. Thank you